right. Well, hey, uh, Pat, if you want to stick around, feel free. Uh, we're getting ready to transition right now into some NFL free agency right now. Just to cap off this special night right now. Uh, I know Chicago Bears right now, the whole town is in an uproar right now. Uh, once again, right now, the elusive quarterback position the Bears have not had for years. I mean, when you think of the history of the Chicago Bears, there's probably four names that legitimately stick out in the history of this franchise. You probably think of guys at that position that were rarely around. Sid Luckman, you can maybe argue Jim McMahon, even though he was part of the Super Bowl team. Not much starting material, but still iconic for people to remember him by. I'll probably say Eric Kramer, and then, like him or not, I mean, even though he didn't make a pro bowl, he's still statistically one of the great quarterbacks to throw the ball, despite not having much winning success, Jay Cutler. Uh, right now, the Bears, mm-hmm. once again, just struck out on Deshaun Watson. But probably maybe for their benefit right now, he's got a legal uh, accusation going on with some women. I don't know how much it's going to affect his trade market. But also, too, Bears, I want to say they probably came like 75% close from trying to trade for Russell Wilson right now from the CLC Hawks. They're hot on the trail for. CLC Hawks don't seem like that the Bears got much to offer for that position right now. Instead, they got Andy Dalton to a one-year deal, I think potentially up to $13 million where he could earn with the Bears as a quarterback right now. Uh, former Bengal, of course, Cowboy from last year. Uh I don't know how much if they're going to still go for a, a quarterback in the draft. They're going to trade up for someone. But I think Bears fans got to be frustrated for the fact that we're pulling the trust once again. The ball is back in Ryan Pace's corner. Can he draft a franchise quarterback? If not, we'll have no. Andy Dalton four no. years later. It, this Dalton? is bad. Like, it's bad, man. Um, I don't even know where to begin, man. Like, they haven't been the same since the Lovey Smith era, man. They haven't. Since that era, that's it. Like, I don't care who you hire, Trustman and all that. It's just been bad. Um, Pace, they should have let Pace go. They should have, like, just clean house. Because the fact that Trubinsky, believe it or not, he never had a pick six going back the other way. His whole career, he has not had a pick six. Which, how many quarterbacks as of right now has that? The whole back and forth between Nick Foles and Kravinsky, dude, it's it's bad. It's just they didn't need him. They didn't need Foles as a backup. They actually could have got Andy Dalton for free agency for a lot cheaper instead of picking up Foles last year. They could have actually got Dalton off of free agency and already had him. Instead, now they're paying him even more from picking him up from the Texas, from Dallas to bring him over. But, dude, the Bears are in a position where they can't do nothing. But honestly, I'm going to say this. They're going to turn into the Cleveland Browns of the old because they were so far behind. They're so far back with draft picks that um, they're not going to be able to do nothing for the next five years just because of all these trades. Because technically, technically, Seattle wanted a, a starter. So with Andy Dalton being a starter, they can technically still trade Andy Dalton to Seattle, but they still have to give up first round, second round, and the third round, which is still way too much. And I think Russell, really, even though he had a great offensive season, I just think, no, you need to, no. They should have wasted the money that they got from Nick Foles or paid Nick Foles to buy the pieces that they needed. But there is some, we, there's something going on between Trubinsky and that head coach 
that we don't know of because why would you sit a healthy starter and the numbers were up and then you want to put Nick Foles in whose numbers were just garbage. So that magic's over. When it, when he won with the Eagles the championship, that magic was over. You're trying to rekindle that back in Chicago? Sorry, brother. No, it's not going to happen. You had that first good season with all these trick plays and everything. Then you lost in the playoffs because of a, a field goal hitting the goalpost, the double doink. Mm. But I think, honestly, the Bears just need to basically clean house from the top management and just pace got to go. All they got to go. It's like almost like the Bulls with Paxton. You kept passing around way too long that the, the Bulls can't even do nothing with that franchise. Nobody wants to come here because of that. So it's almost in that same similarity. It's like you got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them before. But the thing is, that's why I play fantasy football because I don't invest in just one team. I invest in my players, and that's why I win championships too. So, so <laughs> well, before we get to Polly uh, C real quick here, I just got to say this real quick. I got to get this out of my system. So you mean to tell me we go from double doink Chris Collinsworth to another bingo – a hiccup in Andy Dalton with the Bears. Two Bengals in the period of three years now? Ouch. Yeah. I like that maple spicy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't like him. I don't like him a lot at all. All right? Because as a Red Bears Rocket. fan – yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? I I think like we've talked, we talked as soon mm-hmm. as this, you know, we heard about it. Um, like, I mean, it, it's not the worst signing, but I, I, that would that would have been Mike Glennon, who was also a Ryan Pace. Hi. Uh, no, I mean uh, Patrick said it. I mean this, just like the Bulls, until Ted Phillips is out of that position as president of the Bears, the, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle as an organization. He has been in charge for over 20 years, and that is he is the biggest reason they have not succeeded. Hiring GM after, you know, after GM recently, uh, like like you said, Pat, I mean, not since Lovey Smith and basically Jerry Angelo, since those two, not since those two guys have this team been relevant, you know, the – the division fight with the Packers, it's just been one-sided. It's been one-sided since Lovey Smith left. Yeah, you know, you mm-hmm. have to win your division. Yeah, you have to win your division in order to obviously uh, have success in the playoffs. And it's just a you gotta Lovey Smith knew it on day one and why all these other coaches who've come in haven't figured it out. But having said that, um, they're in trouble. I mean, they're in trouble. And and that's the other thing. You know, remember Mitch Trubinsky, they could have had him for next year. They they declined his option at the beginning of the season early last year. So they could have mm. – they wouldn't be in this position if they would have just picked up that fifth-year option. Yeah, so – and you talk, you, talk, you said it, Pat. I mean, the they had a, a much better successful successful record under Mitch this year than Foles. You know, you could have gone back with both years – or both guys, excuse me, and – and I still would draft a guy in the first round. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. what they need to do. I think that's what they need to do more than anything. Take a chance. On, honestly, is a rookie QB going to do any worse or than Andy Dalton? 
<laughs> you know, it's like I think it's the ceilings, uh, the ceilings, or how to say, the sky's the limit. You know, for a potential mm-hmm. rookie. Uh, but uh, I mean, that depends obviously where they want to draft them. I mean, I don't like all the cuts that are happening. They just lost Kyle Fuller. Fuller yep. team, yeah. I hear Keem Hicks might be on the trade block. Allen Robinson, that's still a huge question mark. You know whether or not they're going to use him as a the trade. You know, as part of a trade package. You know, he decides to sign that franchise tag. I mean, so I thought they, I thought they uh, did franchise him. They did, but he he hasn't signed. Uh, yes, he, he has to sign the tag, and he hasn't signed it yet. I think he's on his way. He's he's on his uh, slope down. All his best seasons were behind him in Jack when he was in the Jack um, Jacksonville. So. Hey, it's not a bad position to be in, right? He's going to get paid the average salary of the top five receivers, you know. So uh, they need him. Uh, I mean, the Bears, they're the schedule is going to be incredibly tough for them next year. Uh, they're they're they got a murderous row of teams they're going to be facing. So um, the offseason's still, you know, it's just beginning. Uh, but right now, as it stands, I'm I'm nervous for for our Bears going going forward. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, you know what? I guess no. the pros once again. I mean, <laughs> they are who we thought they were, right? Yeah. Man, yeah, well, ex- exactly. Yeah, you know, well, I, I know they right now. So I know exactly who they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Delay said real quick. Dolan, he's not. It's not the worst sign. He's gonna be. <laughs> he's gonna be okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's. It's just, I think it's just a reminder of the huge swing and miss, you know, years ago. I mean, like I said, Ryan Pace, he signed Mike Glennon, you know, he tra- he moved up, he traded up, right? He traded up to to try to, to get Mitch, you know, bringing in Nick Foles. It's like the most important position in in football, and he's just swung and missed every time on it. So it's just a constant reminder. So Dahl will be all right. It's just. We'll see, you know. I mean, we'll see how they what they do at this point. Uh, you know, new defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, you know. Well, just to recap, going to this year's draft, both the Bears and the Steelers will, will be each having eight total draft picks in this year's uh, draft right now. Uh, of course, starting with Chicago Bears, they'll be twentieth uh, overall in the first round. Steelers will be about four spots after them at number twenty-four right now. As we take a look at right now, as we look at the quarterback uh, market going into this draft right now, too, I mean, I would not be surprised if this is like what it was a few years ago when they got Mike Lennon. I mean, of course, you're not selling this guy to a multi-year contract. This is a low-risk, maybe – reward with Dalton if it has to be that way. I have no problem with it. I can't speak for a lot of Chicago fans, but I will say this. When you look at this year's uh, draft, I mean, there's a lot of tackles in this draft, but more particularly with the Chicago Bears, let's take a look at it right now. Obviously, I don't think they're going to get Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. We also got guys uh, in here right now uh, wondering if the Chicago Bears would try and trade up at all 10 spots possibly if doable. You got a guy like Justin Fields right now out uh, Georgia and Ohio State University. I know Ohio State usually doesn't produce a lot of good quarterbacks. We got Justin Fields right there who's not bad. Trey Lance out uh, North North Dakota State right there. And Matt Jones is another one, but the only problem is he's not really that mobile, but he's still somewhere between Cincinnati in this case, but at the end of it all, Galladay taking his talents. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but anyway, I mean, no, what do you guys think of those names right there? Do you guys see the Bears possibly 
trading up on spots to like try and get this corrected. And so I know everybody's got to hold their breath, speaking on the quarterback position. But Paul, I'll start with you on this one. I know you like the backhand in my pocket. What do you think? Do you think it's inevitable to trade up? I mean, you got you got eight picks total. Well, it, it, Pace loves to trade up. He's done it a few times. I mean, he traded up for Mitch, like I said. I think he traded up for Leonard Floyd. Um, I think there's someone else he traded up for. So, I mean, he's he's done it in the past. I think it's a definitely a possibility. I mean, Pace has proven that if there's someone that he really likes, that he will not hesitate to go out and grab him. So, um so it's definitely a possibility. We're not surprising if he did it. I think those are the two most important positions is a quarterback and uh, a tackle. Uh, you know, I think they let go of Bobby Masti, right? So uh, they need to address the tackle position. I would like them to, like, actually draft the best left tackle, move Leno Jr. over to right, you know, because I think, you know, he'll probably still be around, you know. So uh, – or but um, – that or a quarterback. Those are the top two positions I think they need to address with those first few picks. Um, you know, I personally wouldn't lo- rather he not trade up because obviously that would mean he'd be giving up picks to do it. But like you said, he has eight picks, so maybe he thinks of it. But uh, I, I would like to, you know, use his, uh, his uh, you know, a little bit of his scouting savviness to try and at least just get the guy at the – right position because uh if uh, everything's successful right they're going to draft even later next year right if they have any more success this year than last year i don't think they are but if they were going to that means they would draft like 22 24 right so so you know we'll see so but yeah i uh i definitely think it tackles what they got to go with or or quarterback or either one i will i will add this here as a fair point for you guys to think about for a second check this out I mean, you look at Jerry Angelo, who was probably like the last successful GM with this team, and you look at Ryan Pace. I mean, both of them so far right now being well-known for their defense they're building around, especially with Pace in the last few years. I mean, coincidentally, you got Ryan Pace, I mean, making the playoffs, I mean, two times within three years so far, despite being – is what his seventh year as a Bears GM going into the season, if I'm not mistaken, the seventh season. But you had a guy like Jerry Angelo, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, his team went to the Super Bowl. He didn't have much luck of quarterback success except for Jay Cutler, but it necessarily did not translate in the winning. What do you guys think is the biggest difference between a guy like Angelo and, of course, Ace? Indictments. Success. Man, and with Angelo, at least there was identity. There was identity on both sides of the ball. You at least understood they were playing a 3-5 defense, nickel, and then you had an actual offense. So it's like like even the Super Bowl year, you had, um, oh, my God, what, Rex Grossman, 13-3 quarterback. Even Kyle Orton was 13-3. They were legit quarterbacks. The only thing that killed them in that Super Bowl is they went away from their play action, which Grossman is a play action quarterback. That's uh, they act an identity. So but the thing is, like, this team now with Pace, I don't know who they are. We don't know what's going on. It's like basically go out and play a scrimmage game. So yeah, it's like, you said it, what is the defense? No, you, you said it, Pat. I mean, Lovey Smith, I go back to Lovey Smith on that, that first that first introductory press conference. He said, we're going to run the football. Right? I think we're going to play good defense. I, mean, I think that's what he said. 
So, and, uh, and your point, they went to the Super Bowl on, on that philosophy and, uh, pay, pay, it's like pace. It just seems like a scattered brain type of, uh, you know, strategy where he just, he's literally just like, okay, so the, uh, the offense is good this year. So I'm going to throw a lot on the offense or no, 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 no. We're going to throw our lot in with the defense. I mean, change around the entire scheme, right? The Chicago bears are now a three, four defense. Uh, that, uh, that that's still like hard for me to wrap my mind around is that, you know, so he can be completely, I, I, I don't know when's the last time they were a three, four defensive, if ever, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I, I just think it, it goes back to the president, you know, Ted Phillips and his inability. He picked uh, Phil Emery. You know, we should have had Chris Ballard, you know, who's the Colts GM now. You know, so, I mean, there we could have had Bruce Arians. They, you know, they chose they chose Rex Gross. I'm sorry, Rex. They chose Mark Tressman over uh, Bruce Arians. I mean, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's like you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> so I, I just uh, I, I just think I honestly it's just you know Ryan Pace you know it was his first job his first job out because he grew up, he basically came up during in the Saints organization and it was his first job was with the Bears as the GM <laughs> so. Uh, I, I just I don't know. Maybe it's just taking I, I just not being able to identify talents. I think just at the executive level, I think is their biggest issue. At the same time, yeah. I would also hold Phil Emery accountable for holding that franchise uh, back a few years off because don't forget he was also the same GM right there following the conclusion of that epic loss against the Packers right there. Whoever won the division would be in the playoffs in 2013. Day after they get eliminated from the playoffs, he gets a contract extension for like about six, seven years, like a day or two after that. So let's be fair. I mean, I'm Ryan Pace. I get he struck out so far, but at the same time, too, he also inherited Cutler for at least one, two seasons before he was able to try and work and get the scene corrected. So let's not all dump this all in his lap in fairness, I would say. No, uh, just really quickly. And then, uh, no. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, yeah, I talked. Oh, no. I, right, I was just going to say, yeah. like, the thing is, like, there's, can you, oh, there's a, there's a saying that we always say, like, in uh, jiu-jitsu, right? You're either chasing or you're in control. Pace is chasing. He is not in control. And the fact is, he's going to give up way too much to get a good quarterback or a good draft pick, and that's really going to hurt them even way more down the line. So, honestly, that dude's not in control. The fact that this is his first position you ever see that meme where it's like when you lie in your resume and it's a, it's one of those wiener dogs wearing like a safety vest and he's supposed to be like a canine, yeah, 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 yeah. a police. Like, so it's like when you lie in your resume and that's what I think when it comes to paces, he just really, really good at lying and forging his resume to get that position. And the fact is you need experience when it comes to this, because you're, you're basically controlling the whole franchise. You're picking and how for the future of this whole organization, and honestly, man, they sh- they should have went with Bruce <laughs> when it comes to head coach. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. That's what pace is. It's bad. It's it's not going to be correct. Give them six years before it maybe turns around. That's the way I look at it. Because three, three to fire somebody, and then another two to like try to bring it around with draft picks and everything else. After all your draft picks have been 
exalted and all your trades and everything you gave up just to get that draft pick six years. I, I give them six years before they actually start cleaning the house and rebuilding that franchise from scratch six years. And this has been recorded. So when it comes out and things are going better, remember that I said six years from now that that's what it's going to take. All right, let's swing things over to like uh, Pittsburgh real quick too. So uh, pretty much in a similar boat like the Bears right now, uh, we see a pandemic year pretty much costing teams at least almost $15.5 million, which should have been uh, 198.3, I want to say, this past year. But it took a significant dip. First time ever in salary cap history. You got the Bears in position right now with a little over $2.7 million in cap space. Steelers 2.2 right now. I know it's been a little bit of a questionable move right now during the offseason. You see Ben Rosberger, I mean, his agent, Ryan Toner, be able to go bad for them. Uh, able to take a chance to get a one-year, basically $14 million uh, contract to stick around. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster right now, a guy – who took about $5 million less right now currently so far. He had an opportunity to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, $8 million uh, salary with $3 million in incentives, which would have been up to $11 million. Baltimore Ravens were offering him $9 million with up to $4 million in incentives for 13. We also heard that his agent reached out to Philadelphia Eagles and inquired about him. Not much interest there. But rolling the dice right there on two guys right here, Smith-Schuster is going to be one year, $8 million right now. They're going to ride the waves with them. But right now, um, I, got, I really start to wonder right now, is this going to be Kevin Colbert's last year as Steelers GM? He is going to be extended through at least for the 2022 draft, as it is being reported right now. Steelers and Bears, they do face off this year, and it's supposed to be in Pittsburgh uh, this year. Guys, what has been your thoughts looking at the Steelers? I know they had an ugly exit after starting out that 11 and 0 mark, losing uh, five. I mean, uh, yeah, like about five out of their last remaining uh, five, yep. four of their last main five games, I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish off the season right there and have an ugly loss to the Browns right now, who may be turning the corner in their. Fortunes. Uh, what do you guys think of it as in comparison to the Bears from the outsider's view? I'll go. Go ahead. Um, yeah, just um, well, I mean, for me, just it, it you're starting to see, I think it's a sad realization for, for Steelers fans that you're, you have to start preparing for life after Roethlisberger. You know, mm-hmm. he's, been a, he's been a great franchise QB for the Steelers for his, what, how many years is it over, you know, what, fifth, close to 15, something like that. 18th season, but 17th. Yeah, there you go. Played if he, yeah, I mean. The 2019 year he was out for. Lots of playoff berths, you know, three Super Bowl appearances. Uh, he's, you know, constantly, that's, you've not had to worry about, coming from the Bears fans, you have not had to worry about that position for 18 years, Okay. I cannot tell you what a luxury that is, you know. So uh, I think you just uh, steal it, and you know, my I, I might try. We always talk about my comment. I mean, you know, me, I'm a huge fan of this. Um, you know, the Steelers, they're, they're going to be all right. You know, they do a great job yeah, of, 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 yeah, finding head coaches. I love Tomlin. And um, we'll see. I don't know if Mason Rudolph's the answer. I don't know if he's the heir apparent. 
but you're definitely sooner rather than later they're going to Steelers are going to look a lot different because they're going to have to move on from this uh, obviously Hall of, Hall of Fame quarterback so I think uh, I think Ben was hurt honestly like he was masking him being hurt and that's why the whole offensive started changing towards the last like five games of the season I think he was trying to tough it out and just because I mean he was out the year before with his elbow right yeah the year before he was out with his elbow yeah. And he just wanted to finish strong. And I honestly said, uh, there's something, there's something, and he's masking it. Basically, the whole offense was struggling. The offense was struggling. They were doing so good the first half. Uh, no, they're fine. I, I really think Pittsburgh's fine. Uh, um, I don't really see too much of what they need to make adjustments on. Maybe. Defense, but they should still be in the mix. But uh, that was an illegal hit. That helmet to helmet in that playoff game with Kansas City, that was an illegal hit. Helmet to helmet, and that the, the Browns should have won that, that game. But, you know, ref didn't call it. Uh, we're seeing a change of the helm in Cleveland. That team is, that team's found it, man. They, they, but now we have Kansas City and the Browns as a rival, you know, but, um, I think that's why Juju signed on for one more year for $8 million because I think they're going to try to get one more last run out of Ben before he, he calls it quits. Because, I mean, he's got a nice resume, dude. He's a Hall of Famer, what, two-time Super Bowl champ, I believe. I believe he won it in his, was it first or second year? I think it was the rookie year he won a Super Bowl. I believe. Was that right? Second year. Yeah, I mean, you kind of like his rookie in a way. But, yeah, so the fact that – and they beat – was it the Cardinals? Cardinals yeah, the last in the Super Bowl? Yep. Yeah, the last one was the comeback. The comeback to – yep. So, I think they're going to make one more run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see, we see, we see. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I think Cleveland – I mean, Cleveland – I think Cleveland's going to be for Juju signed up only for $8 million because he believes in the system that he's in. And I think they're going to make a few little adjustments in this free agency, which I'm looking at the list on – um, who signed on and Galloway just signed with uh, the Giants, so that's a big pickup right there. He left uh, he left the Lions to go to, to the Giants, which I think that's a big offensive weapon right there. So only, uh, yeah, man. I, I, here's the only thing I will say: don't, don't get me wrong. I think the Steelers have had tremendous luck in the last uh, fifty plus uh, seasons right now. I mean, when you really look at 52 seasons, actually, as a matter of fact, where you had three coaches. I mean, don't forget, this team was the losingest team for the first four decades in their franchise history, being in the NFL League before they moved over to the AFC and the Super Bowl merger right there. So the thing is with Mike Tomlin, listen, uh, I know he has not had a losing season. I get that. And you've been to uh, quite a number of playoff appearances, uh, three Super Bowl appearances. I mean, all together, or two, I should say, excuse me, going one and one, just like Bill Cower. But the thing is, I keep hearing the saying a lot of times, too, the standard is the standard. Okay, well, my thing is, I mean, listen, they have not been relevant, a Super Bowl team in the last decade. It's one thing to have these playoff appearances, but there's a lot more uh, quick exits for this team at the same time, too. And when you look at overall as a history right now, 
So, I mean, I look at a guy like Cower right there, too. I mean, he's had his struggles in the playoffs, but, I mean, he's only had two one-and-dones, seven straight years where he's went one-and-one. Granted, he's two-and-four in the AFC Championship game. I mean, a lot of people will not forget that. But the problem is, every time you're going these eight-and-eight records, you're not really gaining position in, like, a decent spot in the draft much. Really add some key pieces my question and concern is with him, as much as I appreciate the guy, I'm not saying he's going to be a player, but I think at some point that's that's going to start getting old news where it's like, well, he's not had a losing season. At some point you got to start asking yourself, when are you going to get better? Because this defense has been horrific. And the last time he's had a good defense, I'll probably go back to the Dolphins game in the 2017 wildcard game, the very first round. They had good defense against the Chiefs, but ever since then, averaged close to about 40 points a game against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, the Jaguars, and now the Browns. To that, you guys say what? I mean, that great defense is like, hey, hey man, you do great in the regular season, but what you guys show for in the playoffs recently? Those are I, and I and we talked about this before, man. Where you know, I know you like to to hold power up for having a lot more success. You know, dude, fifteen years, man. That's how long he had to to have that same amount. Of, how long has Tomlin been on the job? What he's a, he's been on his fifteenth season right now. Fifteenth. Okay, so I mean, you know, they're pro. I mean, honestly. Uh, and they have the same, right? They have the. You just said you just said it. They have the said they're both one and one. I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know I, you know I just uh, I think they got a heck, a heck of a head coach, you know, and uh, and the Roonies. I mean, they don't. They just they give head coaches uh, just long opportunities, right? It's the only the third head coach in their entire history. So, uh, I mean. You know, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. And the Steelers have, what, the second? They're tied for the most Super Bowls out of any other franchise. So, it kind of, I don't know, man. kind of sounds like uh, you're uh, crying with two loaves of bread under your arms. I think at the same time, too, you got to look at it this way, where someone like the Lakers in basketball or even, like, maybe, like, the Spurs. I mean, once you start getting accustomed to winning success, I mean, you got to start holding yourself up to a measuring stick of like who you are recently, the fact of the matter is they have they have never gotten as far as the AFC Championship game since their last Super Bowl appearance only one time, and that was against the Patriots in 2017, where Le'Veon Bell would uh, get hurt during that game, exit out with a uh, injured groin. I'm just saying at the same time we get that, but at some point as a Steeler fan in that community and as an organization, not everybody's going to want to be in the mood for always celebrating division titles, I mean, yeah, you have, like, arguably the third most playoff appearances as an NFL franchise, but at some point, you got to start holding yourself to a standard where are they getting back to promise where they want to be. But to be honest with you right now, I'm, I got to tell you, this year's draft, I'm looking at a running back right now. Hopefully it's yeah. Najee Harris of Alabama or uh, Travis Eating right now. I mean, question is, will they be able to trade up in the draft? But uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and cut off right there. I just wanted to say thank you guys once again uh, for joining uh, me here on this uh, Sunday edition. Uh, two very great guys right here, Joe. And uh, feel free to check out my guy on the right here, uh, Pat, right there. Once again, you can check him out 
on Instagram, uh, where he's mainly at. You can follow him at Pat at Pattern P A T E R N N P underscore Shy Town, and check out where he trains at at Tenth Planet Chicago, right there. Uh, MMA Academy, right there. He performs right there. A very great competitor, right there. Weighing multiple belts, and of course, my guy, as you recognize him from the host of the Fans Corner, K Man, the Mike. Pauly C. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Pauly C. 47. Guys, I can't thank you enough uh, for this uh, time right here. Great way to celebrate a terrific weekend right here. And uh, I got to be honest with you, this movie definitely made me amped up and nothing more like talk one of my favorite sports football with you guys, too. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor to be on there and uh, talk about sports and movies and comics in general because that's how I live my life. The only thing I was missing was coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can figure something out about that next time right here. No problem. No, yeah, thank just you thank you. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. Charlie, appreciate it. And uh, Pat, it was uh, it was very nice to meet you, man. And uh, hopefully you get to do it again uh, uh, shortly. All right. Don't mind you guys take oh, yeah, three sure, man, safe, whatever, man. You can always do this and you're more than welcome to come down. You too, Definitely Charles. We appreciate thank you, that. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Guys, continue to be safe, uh, well, and uh, please watch out during these times and have a great upcoming uh, Easter holidays. Guys, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Joe, be in touch. Take care. All right, that's going to draw for a close for this edition here of the Mass Steel uh, Podcast. You just heard right there, uh, Steelers and Bears, eight draft picks apiece right now going to the 2021 draft. I would definitely like the Steelers would have to think on a run game. Then a few offensive linemen right here. Uh, Lowly the amount of tackles in here, and possibly you may have to look at an inside linebacker or an edge rusher, probably within your first three picks. Uh, we'll find out how that unfolds. Uh, but right now, we're going to draw to a conclusion right now. I mean, uh, Bud Dupree right now with the Tennessee Titans. And then, of course, you got one other uh, guy who's uh, with the Chargers. But other than that, I mean, it's definitely been a dreadful uh, free agency, to say the least. Uh, for the Steelers so far, when you look at the transactions, I mean, everyone that they lost, 11 starters altogether uh, that were re-signed uh, with 20 on the practice squad, uh, five on uh, defense and six on offense right now. And those guys that have been signed on defense, of course, you would have uh, defense tackle and defensive end. Uh, Cam Hayward, Hayward, remember, he converted his salary roster bonus a 9.4 million dollar uh, signing bonus right there. Uh, you would also have here uh, on this uh, list right now uh, linebacker Robert Splain signing a one-year contract with the Steelers for 850,000. Uh, Cam Sutton signing a two-year nine million dollar contract, including three and a half million signing bonus. Uh, Steelers putting three voidable years on the end of his contract, meaning his cap hit. 2021 will be 1.7 million dollars according to spoke track right there uh it will void if he is on the roster five days as after the super bowl at the end of the 2022 season which would be in 2023 uh you also had uh vince williams he was released clearing up four million dollars of cap space uh defense tackle i was surprised on this one chris warmly signed a two-year four and a half million dollar contract i'm not sure about that one right there but uh, that's pretty much what he got. But like I said, biggest news from the offensive signing, I mean, listen, I mean, big shout-out to, like, earlier last week, tackle Zach Banner signing a two-year, $9.5 million contract. 
Now, this guy came off a serious injury uh, last year. Glad to see him getting our uh, crack right now at the tackle position. Question is, will it be left or right tackle? We'll find out. Juju Smith-Schuster signed a one-year, $8 million contract on Friday. Remember, rejecting a maximum of $5 million combined uh, from the, the Chiefs and the Ravens. I mean, basically. So you look at it right here, stick around for uh, $5 million less. It says a lot, one-year, $8 million deal. Once again, that's going to draw for occlusion here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie. For the Mass Steel Podcast on Twitter, it is at Mass Steel CJR, at Mass Steel Nation on Instagram. As I leave you, don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, Here we go. I go.